Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. See, this is what I wanted to talk about today. At 8 o'clock? Lupe Fiasco. But Ah. we'll put that on hold. Never mind. Never mind. I met Lupe. We talked. We hung out. And he said something to me that you've said to me before, Gabe. You're a white boy boy with swag or what? Yeah, yeah. I call myself white boy 50. (laughs) White boy 50. Every year from now on, let's add another year. But you're a guy because you're, you know. You know, you're, we're the same. We're around the same age. Really quick before we get to Ann Heron yeah. and continue to talk about the firing of Northwestern football head coach Thank Pat you. Fitzgerald. The one thing that I will give you credit for one time, I don't remember if this was on the, I think it was on the air. We were talking about my bad Instagram photo and because it was a selfie and you're like, yo, who does, who does selfies? No, Nobody does selfies psychopaths anymore. Psychopaths. Post selfies. Which I didn't realize. I didn't realize selfies were out. So, so, so Lupe. I was like, yeah, let's get a picture here. And uh, Lupa said, yeah, sure, sure. And so I start to do a selfie. He goes, yo, 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 let's do it like adults, man. He's like, he goes, give it to one of these other guys. Let's let's do it like adults, okay? I'm like, all right, that's cool, man. He goes, give it to one of these brothers over that's here. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that's what he said to me. That's, that's just the pe- uh, tip of the iceberg. Let's get to Anthony Heron. Can't wait to talk more Lupe Fiasco, but we have a more famous Chicagoan on our hands uh, from Bolingbrook, Illinois, uh, Big Ten Network. And I already said you're resume and i don't have enough breath for that right now uh but he is 670 scores very own our good friend aunt heron welcome to the show aunt yeah i appreciate you making the intro like an adult there really fits in with the whole lupe fiasco vibe yeah. I was rapping about yeah. just a moment ago a lot happened man and not only in chicago but coming out of evanston too yeah well let's not kick push past this subject let's oh, go ahead and so stay good. right here and if you like that, kick, push, pass, and then there's one other lyric kick, and coast. and coast. Yeah, uh, yeah and yeah, yeah, thanks. Obviously, former Iowa football player covering Big Ten teams on the Big Ten Network. You've spoken with Pat Fitzgerald numerous amounts of times. Take me to the moment you find out about this, and whether or not your response initially was, "Is this true?" or was it like, "Damn, this is happening, and it's about to be a snowball." So, for full disclosure, I've been, you know, reason folks haven't heard me on the score lately, man, I've been out of town. I've been out with the in-laws out on the East Coast for a couple of weeks now. We're just getting ready to return to Chicago in the middle of the week here. So, you know, as this developed over the weekend, you know, I heard, and I was Thursday and Friday last week, I've actually, you know, long story short, I've been traveling a lot. I was even in L.A. for a couple of days while we were out here. But, so I heard 
that Pat Fitzgerald had been suspended for two weeks just over the weekend. You know, I was in the midst of kind of ripping and running around, but not really completely locked in on all the news. And so once I initially heard, like, oh, they suspended Fitz for two weeks, man, it's kind of crazy. And then it came to mind, oh, there was a report back in January that Northwestern was investigating hazing in the football program. But, you know, frankly, even on my, my SiriusXM show on Big Ten Radio, we didn't necessarily, you know, cover it, discuss it that much on the daily because, you know, you're in the midst of college football playoff conversation, hoop season is ramping up and everything else. Then here we are six months later where Fitz ends up on this two-week suspension. And my initial inclination was thinking like, oh, man, he's going to miss the first two games of the season. That's kind of wild. Wow. I mean, I guess they they found something that they thought was kind of significant, but apparently not a fireable offense. So maybe it wasn't beyond the pale. The transition from what we heard, what was reported Friday to now Monday evening, he goes from being fired for two weeks in the midst of a a part of the year where basically nothing is going on from a football perspective. He's not even around his team. So, I mean, you know, that was essentially a slap on the wrist at best. I mean, that, that was less than a slap on the wrist, frankly, to now he has been relieved of his duties. And you think about it, we could talk about this with the time we have here, but as as Sterling, a resume of leadership as Pat Fitzgerald has been regarded with going into what would have been his 17th season in Evanston at his alma mater, the greatest football player in Northwestern history and arguably the greatest football coach in Northwestern history, all-time wins leader, for them to to transition, for the decision-making process to escalate as quickly as it has from President Michael Schill and the leadership, the brass there at Northwestern, my indication was thinking that, all right, maybe they got some new information, but just reading Twitter, looking at my guy Adam Rittenberg and his reporting and everything, he apparently spoke to Michael Schill earlier this evening. I guess there wasn't a lot of new information that came out, so I do find myself – I'm not shocked that Pat Fitzgerald got fired based off the initial allegations that were being reported, but, man, did this escalate quickly since last Friday. Yeah, it did, and you know, the, the... – the thing on my mind is when when it went down, I was I, I was say I was shocked that Pat, Pat Fitzgerald, no, not Pat Fitzgerald, go Cats, seventeen years, you know, has made that program into one that is intermittently nationally respected, and I, I want to know if if I'm just being naive. Were you shocked that it was Pat Fitzgerald or? Are you just knowing all the the previous college football scandals and cheating that have existed in sports? Were you surprised by this? So uh, I've, I had a lot of discussions throughout the day today on SiriusXM and other outlets about football culture because, you know, that's what a lot of this certainly comes down to because I, I don't think – you're, you're going to struggle to find someone to really say a nasty word about Pat Fitzgerald. I mean, even, you know – it's one thing for some of the, the former players who, who made these allegations of hazing and the, the assumption, at least on, on their part, with the allegations that Fitz perhaps or, or likely from some of the reporting here knew about it. But you've seen a, a number of former players, a number. I mean, in mass, the statement came out from current players. Now, to be fair, 85 scholarship players, you know, you throw the walk-ons in, there's well over 100 players in a football locker room. So you put out a joint statement saying it's from the all-caps entire football team. You know, is everyone really on board with it? Who knows for sure. But 
statement comes out representing current Northwestern players, they're in support of Pat Fitzgerald. A number of prominent former players have seemingly been in support of Pat Fitzgerald very publicly here in recent days. That being said, when you think about, and you've both been in locker rooms, you've both played sports, you, you know how this operates. We're in a different place right now. You know, like I'm, I'm in my early 40s, so I feel like in a way, you know, I'm, I'm bridging multiple gaps, multiple sort of eras of football culture here where I'm certainly older. I'm, you know, 20 plus years removed from my college days, but, you know, not so old yet where I'm 50 years removed from it. I feel like there's an older guard and a younger guard that, that I'm still fairly close to at the moment. And football culture has evolved over the years. The term hazing has an extremely charged sort of sensibility to it. But I will say this, and I talked about this on SiriusXM, there is, it's a delicate subject to try and broach it, but there is an idea behind what, what hazing is supposed to represent, where it's, it's sort of being entrusted that you're doing a bonding activity, a rite of passage, if you will. But when you're talking about sexualized behavior and, and things where guys are, are being put in, you know, beyond uncomfortable, perhaps even, you know, mentally, physically dangerous sort of circumstances, then that would be something that goes beyond the pale. And that's what these allegations are of things that have happened, you know, supposedly frequently under Pat Fitzgerald's watch. And so, you know, do I find it shocking that a coach who played the game in the era that Fitz did for as long and as successful as he did now has been a coach for as long as he has, that the idea of hazing would exist in his program? No. I mean, it'd be, I, I think, naive for anyone to think that, and certainly for me as a guy who's only a few years younger than Fitz. Well I'm not shocked that that aspect is a part of what the allegations have been that have come out. Such a great point. Talking to <clears throat> excuse me, Anthony Heron here on 670, the score, Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, of course, discussing the firing of Pat Fitzgerald from Northwestern. And, you know, I've been talking to Grody about, I mean, geez, I try to joke that, you know, I could have played some college football. We know that's a big, funny joke. Uh, but what is not a joke is the fact big, that. Big, funny big, joke. funny joke. Yeah. Uh, but the fact of the matter remains that, you know, in high school, when I did play, there were levels of hazing that existed, you know, at that level. You, know, you went to Iowa. I'm not saying, you know, talk about, you know, the hazing, but. Levels of hazing exist, right, in the college football landscape? That, that's more than fair, man. I mean, at every level that I participated in the game, like I, I was too big to play Trojan football in suburban Chicago land. So, you know, my first organized football activities were at Bolingbrook High School. Then, of course, I played at the University of Iowa, and I played for a variety of NFL teams. Every level that I played football at, there was a fight that I either saw break out or had to break up where some younger player felt like some veteran had taken what, you know, what would be perceived as a hazing type activity too far. Now, you know, whether you're talking, I mean, we, we've seen it celebrated. It's gone viral even publicly in the NFL guys being, you know, taped to the goalpost heads being shaved and, you know, things being rubbed in their hair and, you know, movies where you're putting stuff in the, the jockstrap of players. I mean, those types of things have been a been viewed as a part of football culture for a long time here. I mean, you know, for me back at Bolenberg High School, I, I can vividly picture one of the younger players who had gotten pulled up to varsity earlier. And, you know, a couple of the varsity guys like, hey, you're right at passages. We get to rough you up a little bit. The idea behind it is, all right, maybe we push and shove on you some. All right, maybe we tackle you to the ground. 
couple of the older players take it a little bit too far. This, you know, strapping young lad who gets pulled up to varsity, once he kind of wrestles away from the group, I can vividly picture him stomping around the practice field, ripping his shoulder pads off, yelling, who's going to get me now? You know, who wants me now? Who wants to take me one-on-one? That's one of those situations where, for a minute, initially, this younger guy, he's kind of laughing. He's going with it a little bit. Then you get the guys who are going beyond the pale, who are taking things too far, who are getting beyond that comfort zone. Similar type of situation at the University of Iowa. Freshman defensive back playing as a true freshman. You know, some senior DB kind of, you know, got him carrying the shoulder pads around, starts talking a little bit crazy to him because he's supposed to be doing things for him as the older player. Young guy, it gets to the point in the locker room, young guy swings on him, Mm. throws a haymaker at his head. He misses, literally whips around, like does a 360. He swings on the older guy so hard. I go over and tackle the young guy. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) full-on Dunstan. I mean, I've seen this play out at every level. Now, it doesn't mean that this isn't excusing anything. It's not Mm -hmm. saying that anything is okay. It's not saying that anyone from Northwestern with the allegations shouldn't have come out with them. My point is that, this type of activity, some some version of it. I'm not saying you got guys sliding across the, the shower floor naked at every football program in the country, but some form of, of activity that could be perceived as hazing. It happens in football culture, happens in sports culture, happens in fraternities and sororities. I just came back from the Fox Sports Seminar. I mean, it, you know, there was no one being hazed, but it's a, a team-building sure. activity. When uh-huh. your season is beginning, you're hoping to build camaraderie and in a testosterone-laden sort of, you know, environment like football, there, there are situations that have constantly occurred historically that have gone too far. And that is certainly what seems to have been the case at Northwestern. We're talking to Anthony Heron here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score along with Gabe Ramirez. I'm Mark Grody. Pat Fitzgerald fired as the head coach at Northwestern today, just hours ago. And, uh, Anthony, there's also been allegations of – of racism, and uh, this this comes from the the Daily Northwestern. I'm just going to read some of this to you because I don't think it's something I should be paraphrasing. Three former Northwestern football players claimed the program had a culture of enabling racism in statements to the Daily Northwestern. The three players, all of whom played in the late 2000s, also confirmed some of the initial complaints, or I should say claims, about hazing and coercion detailed in the previous reporting. And then just one other paragraph here. Latino offensive lineman Ramon Diaz Jr. is the first former Northwestern player to go public with his allegations. Diaz, who now works as a clinical therapist, claims players and coaches routinely made race-based comments about his Hispanic heritage. He was allegedly forced to shave Cinco de Mayo into his hair during a freshman tradition. In one specific incident, a former offensive line coach allegedly asked Diaz how to clean a dirty room, joking that Diaz's family must be experts on cleaning houses. And now this is me talking and paraphrasing, but there was also the allegations of of black players having to cut off their dreads um, as well. So, first of all, obviously, what what do you think about what I just read? And do you think that this is common in college football? Sadly. To, to step back for a moment to, to one one point of, of, I think, some of the reporting that we've witnessed in recent days here, bravo to the Daily Northwestern, just obviously yeah. one of the top journalism programs in the country and Amen. have put so many members of the media into prominent positions, both you know from a written perspective, from a television and radio perspective, 
So bravo to the Daily Northwestern for, you know, what appears to be exceptional reporting and, and frequent reporting here in recent days that has been consistently corroborated. I mean, it, it, it seems to be operating like a professional media outlet. So bravo to all those young people and to those who, you know, who sort of guide them. They're, they're teachers, instructors, professors, and however they're structured there. I certainly didn't go to journalism school, but I was at Iowa. I was an English major. But that being said, having been in the business for as long as I have now, I respect quality journalism, and that's no doubt what we're seeing play out from the Daily Northwestern. Now, that being said, the timing of, of this portion of the reporting, where now you get the, the additional accusations that are now coming out, because, I mean, you know, while I referenced the the Adam Rittenberg article from back in January about the the hazing investigation at Northwestern. Yeah, that was six months ago. Wasn't covered that extensively, and now it just feels like we were sort of hit with this thing on Friday. Yes, yeah, a Friday news dump. Frankly, everyone attempts the Friday news dump. Yep, it's not specific does. to Northwestern, yep. but you know, yep. that's what they do. Who you know, who wants to lead off Monday morning with awful news? So Northwestern attempts that, and now just a few days later, in addition to behazing reporting now we get the additional reporting of you know accusations of racism and, and alleged racial bias within, within the northwestern program and i would say a lot of people listening up to my voice right now are thinking hey isn't this the iowa guy didn't iowa have something like that a few years ago hmm. yes they did so as, as it relates to what northwestern is going through with that or has allegedly been through with that here as of late it's hard to to feel like i can i can comment on it adequately as as specific to Northwestern, but I can certainly extrapolate it out to our society at large and then to my alma mater, who is still led by the coach who took over the program. My final two years there, Kirk Ferentz, a man who, when I see him in person, we very frequently tell each other we love each other. That being said, in 2020, when all this was going on, I didn't have any problem saying that if Iowa would have decided to fire Kirk Ferentz, which some folks were calling for, you know, even folks at our station here were calling for it at the time. If that decision would have been made by Iowa, Iowa football would have been fine. Like Kirk Ferentz, he, he is an exceptional coach, a Hall of Fame coach, has won Big Ten championships and everything else. But if they moved on from Kirk Ferentz, there would have been coaches lining up to take over Iowa football you go into the, the facilities and the fan base and the, the resources and everything else, Iowa football would have found its way after moving on from Kirk Ferentz if that would have taken place. But at the time, and especially the other aspect of this that I made it a point to point out as well, was in the midst of that, it, considering where we were at in 2020 as a society and the murder of George Floyd and the, you know, everything that ensued with the pandemic lockdown after that, just, you know, where we were at mentally and emotionally as a nation, as a planet, the idea that perhaps if Iowa football stuck with Kirk fans and to see a, you know, to, just to be blunt, a, a powerful old white man evolve and, and listen and learn and what that could mean just for the consciousness of, you know, maybe everyone wouldn't feel like something educational came out of it or, or that they benefited from that in some way. But I'm confident that a lot of people did and, and that I, I believe in, hey, admitting my Iowa bias here, but I do feel like there's a lot of positive from seeing what Kirk Ferentz has allowed Iowa football to become after, you know, his strength and conditioning coach Chris Doyle gets fired. They move on from him and the program and what Kirk Ferentz has allowed within the program has certainly evolved in the years since then. Now, as far as where Northwestern is at with that at the moment, Pat Fitzgerald isn't nearly as old a man 
as Kirk Ferentz is. His sensibilities, you would imagine, to a large extent, can be different than Kirk Ferentz's. But both of them, and a part of what I think you know, maybe makes their leadership style suitable to programs who aren't going to take the field with a talent advantage to a large extent, part of it is this idea that the we is greater than the me and trying to get guys to sort of conform to what they believe is the, the optimal football identity in the ultimate team sport and where that blind spot has existed, I, I would say historically, not only for football coaches, but for, for people in society yeah. at large, yeah. is that when you're trying to get folks to conform to one image, then you can ipso facto perhaps be forcing them to leave some of their identity behind them. And that means a different thing for a lot of young individuals. And it is a monumental task when you place that level of trust, of, of leadership, into those who are guiding young student athletes, teenagers, going to these programs. So it means a lot when allegations like this come up. I do respect the fact that Northwestern has seemingly taken them very, very seriously. But I, you know, I, I would hesitate to comment directly on you know, the, the racial aspect of it as it relates specifically to Northwestern because gotcha. it's just so early in the process. I, gotcha. I, got, I, I do want to follow up, though, with you, you on that, with what you were saying about Kirk Ferentz, that, that he's, he's been able to evolve, as you said, and maybe he uses his voice in a positive way to be anti that. Do you think that, that Pat Fitzgerald should have been fired? Do you think it would have been better off that he, he's there and that he learns and that he – that he speaks about it and that he's allowed to evolve? Do, do you think that was the right decision to fire Pat Fitzgerald? I mean, I think it just depends on what all was there. Like, you know, we all found out about this on Friday, basically. It's, just, yeah. it's hard to say, you know, until we really know some details of what all went out. Like, I'm, I'm not a quick-to-fire kind of guy, gotcha. but, it, you know, if everything we're hearing is true between between the, the hazing allegations and the racial bias allegations, is, is it – surprising to me that Pat Fitzgerald no longer has a job? Not at all. Really, the most surprising aspect is how quickly it escalated because, you know, we, we all went to bed Friday like, okay, Fitz going to miss a couple of weeks. Northwestern doesn't think this is a big deal. And it feels like, based largely off of public backlash, that, that they've decided to operate on the extreme opposite end of that spectrum. It doesn't mean it was the wrong choice, especially just depending on what all the details are of what took place. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I know them because Again, I'm on vacation. You know, I'm out here with the fam. I'm just kind of, you know, just getting my toes into what all has allegedly took place, let alone knowing the facts of the matter. So whether or not it's the right call for Fitz to lose his job, I don't know. It's hard for me to say that. But do I find it shocking? No, just the, the rapid manner where it seemed like they swung from one direction to the other. There's a whiplash effect to it. I do, and I do, Gabe. I do understand your perspective, Big Ann. You, know, you said that at the beginning. That, like you're still trying to process all of that. So I think it's good for the audience to know that, and for me to know that. So thank you. We're talking to Anthony Heron here on 670 The Score. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. So I mean, Ant, you, you know, have, you're going to be calling games that involve mm-hmm. Northwestern this upcoming season. I I think I'm allowed to say it. I I don't know if it's out there. I've I've got Northwestern week two. Like they're they're my second game I'm calling this season. So you know, there's been a bit of this in recent days. Like oh, Northwestern gonna have this. That's gonna be crazy. Who's the the head coach gonna be then? Huh? Who's it gonna be? Right, right. Uh, It sounds like reportedly their new defensive coordinator will be the interim head coach. And this is you know an individual who hasn't been involved with the. The history of Northwestern football under Pat Fitzgerald here okay. in recent years. He comes from 
North Dakota State. So he's got a you know, a stellar resume as a defensive mind, and it's certainly one of the sides of the ball that Northwestern needed a bit of work on here. So, you know, I, I guess that's reportedly going to be the individual who ends up taking over on an interim basis come this coming season. I mean, that, and I feel for the kids, guys. And I'm, I'm sorry to cut off your question, Gabe, but you know, just it, it pops into my head here. Just to, I feel for the current Northwestern players, and you know, like I mentioned earlier, the the idea that the entire current football team with that statement was in support of Pat Fitzgerald. That's, that's very possible. It's also possible that some guys weren't or some guys felt pressure to go along with it or whatever. But whether or not 100% of the roster wanted Fitz to stay or wanted Fitz to go, their football life is now turned on its axis. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're a couple of weeks from when I'm going to be in Indianapolis covering Big Ten media days. We're a month from Northwestern reporting for training camp. We're over a month from them playing their first game. Losing your head football coach, losing a coach who is as synonymous with his program, with the job that Pat Fitzgerald had up till, uh, held up until a couple hours ago, Pat Fitzgerald is as synonymous with Northwestern football as any coach is synonymous with any program in the entire country. Nick Saban has won a variety of national championships. There is a history of Alabama football that has nothing to do with Nick Saban. Kirk Ferentz, as successful and as Hall of Fame as he's been, there is a history of my alma mater, the Iowa football Hawkeyes, without Kirk Ferentz in it. Most people will not quote you a history of Northwestern football that does not involve Pat Fitzgerald. And that's what the current players on this roster have lost just weeks before they're supposed to take the practice field and try to compete at the highest of levels in major college football. I just feel for the guys in that locker room who have now had the, the paradigm of their season completely altered in a way that is really that hasn't been able to be impacted by them in the decision-making process. Courage, emotional strength, so many things you can use to describe the current Northwestern football team. And, and I'm sure most more than all, more than everyone out there is going to be uh, thinking about them and, and and following that story closely this season. Anthony, we appreciate you jumping on uh, today. Hopefully, you enjoy the rest of your uh, vacation with the in-laws and the fam. I'm I'm sitting outside a, a pub right now. No, no, don't, don't, go have some don't, 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 don't gloat. Don't, don't. You know, while we're working, don't sit up here and like, you know, oh my bad. Shouldn't you be reading some of your English major books? <laughs> <laughs> Clam chowder and fish and uh, chips, man, is waiting uh, on me inside. You just, you just, really? put, you just put us on our access. All right, all right. And I'll see you later, bro. See Have you, a good one. All right, all right, fellas. Later. later, Anthony Heron, of course. Uh, I'm going to actually be working with him on Thursday. Oh, nice. So we'll be. It's here a weird s- week for us. So I'm going to be working yeah. tomorrow. I'll no, be working. No, with- no, I'm working tomorrow. You're working Wednesday with Bergs. No, no, no. I'm saying oh, but tomorrow, tomorrow with, with Spiegel. I'm with Spiegel in the afternoon. And then on Wednesday night, uh, yes, I am in for you working with Alyssa Bergamini. Nice. So there you go. I'll be at the Chicago Fire game if anybody's over there. I'll be hosting. Okay, so it's more important to you than here, I guess. The check is more important. (laughs) (laughs) The fat check. I got you. Trust Uh, me. Thursday, I'll be on with with, uh, Anthony Heron. Then Friday, you're filling in for me again. Oh, oh. 6 to 6.30. Oh, okay. I got the 6 to 6.30 show. Well, because I'm going to be doing pre and post for the Cubs game oh on Friday and Saturday from Wrigley Field. Oh, dude. There are certain things Wait, that are really cool about this Is this the first time job. that you have done that? From Wrigley Field, yeah. Oh. I've done pre and post oh, before. Oh, you're going to love it, man. Dude, I can't wait. Yeah. You know, I did that for three years. Pre did and you post. really? Yeah. Did you really not know that? Okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> 
from Wrigley Field? Yeah, man. And all the other stadiums. Did you do the fifth did you do the fifth inning fill in? Uh no, I did not okay. do, I did a fair share of play by fifth inning. I did more I did Coom was doing the play by play and I was Coombe's analyst. So it was great. So but occasionally I did That's what I meant. My I, actually bad. Did, I said the wrong thing. I, I actually did some games. Like I I called probably three games, <laughs> maybe pretty, something like that. Yeah, cool. it was a blast, dude. I, I uh you know when they asked me to do pre and post on Friday and Saturday from Wrigley. I just didn't have the webos to ask the follow up. Mm. So am I am I doing fifth inning? <laughs> am I doing fifth inning? Make the demand, dude. You know what? Go, hey, 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 do this, do this. Just, just trust me. Trust me. Call. I'm going to give you this guy's name, Danny Parkins. I'm going to give you his number. Call. Ask him because he's the one that got Spiegel to be part of. Oh. He was the one that got the ball rolling. Yeah, 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 I don't want to make it feel, sound like Spiegel somehow doesn't deserve it. I think I no. might know somebody like a step above. Okay. Danny Parkinson. All right, I'll, I'll be listening, man. So fifth inning. No, 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 no. So you're doing the fifth inning. I am not. No, I see what you're doing. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to send that any text message. I do what I do. Pre know? and post, catch me Friday and Saturday. I can't wait, right man. After great. Well, we'll be, All right. We'll be doing some, we should do some cross talk. Oh, I, hey, man, if you want to, I'd <laughs> I love will. to. I but, but hey, if you're work, I understand the job. No, so no, I know no. that there's a lot that goes on. Zach Zayman, he is like so buttoned up that. It takes minimal mental effort to do that because he already took he's care of everything. He's got everything under control. It's, it took care of everything Okay, for so he's got the interview in probably. He's so good. Oh, he's got to. It's because unreal. Yeah, you're not just going to drop into the clubhouse and be like, hey, oh, come on over not. here, Justin exactly. Steele. Can I get a quick five minutes with you? Yeah, That's the tough trick, man. It so, takes a long time to get those. None of that. All right. Uh, we will continue the conversation on the other side. Of course, Pat Fitzgerald fired from Northwestern University's football program. And I, Gabe Ramirez, along with Mark Grody, We'll continue the conversation after this. Do not go anywhere. 670, the score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. And we're back. Gabe and Grody here on 670 The Score following the story. Pat Fitzgerald fired from Northwestern University, but like the like Leo Stoddard is playing in the background. Keep your head up. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I was texting. What did you I say? Know. I'm sorry. It's I so just funny. said a really funny joke, and I, I yeah. it fell flat because Leo's laughing in the background, but no one in the car can see or hear Leo laughing. Oh, and man. so I was waiting on you, and then he just. I'm sorry. I just totally left. Put the music back up, Leo. Put the music me. back up. And I said, we're following the story of Pat Fitzgerald mm-hmm. being fired from Northwestern University, but like the music is saying, 
He got to keep his head up. That's right. <laughs> See? Tupac. I, I, knew, I, knew, I knew this is what would happen if you would have heard hey, it. Hey, White Boy 50, I'm all over this thing, man. Tupac hitting it. Doing his we thing. Can, we can dead, not. by the way, this guy. Dead. Did, tell me why Boy 50. Where did that come from? Oh, I just, I, like, oh. I. Because no, no, you're that, 50? Yeah. So I was like, all right, White Boy 50. You know, <laughs> just sounds right. No, 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 no. No, you don't want to do that? We do not. We are not calling you White Boy 50. <laughs> not on your watch. <laughs> not not okay. while I'm here. <laughs> all right, yeah. White Boy 50. Like, okay, 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 okay. How about, how about WB 50? Dub 50. How about yeah? How about we just take the fifty? I am very comfortable taking the fifty part out. I of didn't this. surprise you. Let's go. That in the thing. Let's go white by forty. I just don't like the white boy part. I, I gotta know. be honest, okay. and that's coming from somebody that uses I, I that said, phrase often. I said it because like I know didn't why. You, didn't you admonish why. me earlier because like because I didn't know how to do the the selfies? Wasn't that part of it? Yeah, too? but yeah. but like that phrase, you know, in my circles, yeah, it's not like an in term of endearment. Uh, no, of course not. Right, so that's why yeah. I don't want you to use it. Okay. You know, okay. I, I, lo- I love you, and I don't want you right, to be in right. that space. You're way cooler I'm than a white beating boy. beating myself up. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So what do you mean? Like, why is it, like, uncool, though, in your circles? It's not. It's not. Because it, it, you, you don't have, there's no persona attached to it. Oh, that white oh, yeah. boy. You see that white boy over there? He was doing woo woo Or, dude, that white boy was tripping when he was doing this earlier. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. would, that's how you're using it. Right. It's not like, oh, Mark Grody. That's my white boy. I got you. No, no, I see you what you're saying. You don't do that. That's, <laughs> that's not how that works. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So if you call oh, that white boy over there, it's like, could yeah. You that, could you believe that white boy was out there eating some 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 chicken pot pie on the corner? Of, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's used that way. I got you. No, no. Yeah. You, you spelled it out perfectly. Yeah. Thank you. I will stop so calling myself white boy 50. Did you see the guy that was it's showing over. up shooting bricks? Who? The white boy. The one with the white, the one with the tight yeah. shorts on. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want you to be white boy. 50. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. I got well, you. you know what's really hard for for white people though is like if you're describing somebody, mm-hmm. are you allowed to say, "Oh yeah, the gentleman at the front, which one? The 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 black gentleman? Yeah, I got the be, Hispanic. Like, yeah, is that a foul no, as, on me? No, 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 no. Okay. I, I'll be very, I would be yeah. very clear. Me as a Puerto Rican male, I have I have stopped using black or white or Latino as an as an indicator in the beginning. What do you mean? In the so I would say, man, that dude was tripping earlier. Who? Oh, the guy with the blue shirt and the and the brown pants. Yeah. So that that way it's more neutral. Oh, yeah, you want sure. you want some twenty twenty three? Don't I hate to call? I'm not calling you woke, but twenty twenty three universalism that's there. Uh-huh. That should be it. And then when somebody says, I don't know what you're talking about, then you can say. Then on the follow up, okay, the black like, dude that was there with the right. with the, the, the fat oh, white okay. guy, <laughs> right. white boy with the. <laughs> With the blue shirt and the, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Thorky no, one. that's a that's a that, yeah. right. So I but and even though it would be easier to say the Latino or the black dude or the white dude, right? It can it's it's just so much better. It sounds so much better sonically to try to describe that person without using that. <sighs> initially, and initially, you. I want to be very clear. Initially, this follow up, you okay. can. Okay. Follow up, you can. Like when you really, okay. Because you try. You try you with try the shirt. try to do it the that. right way. We right. are all humans. We are all out here. It's like, okay, the black guy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> all right, yeah. fine. You made me say yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now you know what I'm talking about, right? The white dude, right? The you're, Spanish guy, right? Oh, man, you're teaching me a lot in the last so, 20 minutes. You're on a you roll, know, dude. I try to, I try yeah. to uh, you know, I feel like I'm right in the middle. Latinos are right in the middle. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you, Absolutely. We're, we're, we're doing everything, and we want right. to keep everybody cool. Okay, I appreciate it. So speaking of cool. Yes. 
Tell me about this uh, run-in with uh, Lupe Fiasco. Oh man, it was just where were you at? It was unbelievable. I was the grocery at, store. I now because you because you lived downtown. No, I went to his concert. It, there, there's a venue. I can't think of it off the top of my head because it's a new venue. It's me, near Chinatown. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's radius. Radius. I got you. God, you're, you went to a you're radius. So cool man. I saw Lil Wayne there. I went, did you? I saw Lil Wayne when. Uh, probably about a month and a half ago. Sick. So, yeah, the first time there, it, for people who don't know, I think it was a steel factory, wasn't it? It used to be a steel factory. I have zero idea. Yeah, now it's massive. It's a huge place. No seats, just standing room only. Well put together because imagine, you know how the House of Blues has bars on the side? You know, like when you go there? The Radius has that, but it's twice the size, three times the size of House of Blues. Absolutely, yeah. So so plenty of room to work with, a comfortable event. Thumbs up, thumbs was up. Was it on just Lupe performing? No, it was it was two, three bands all together, and I can't name the I didn't know the other bands. Okay. The the band that was closing was like apparently supposedly a like a Grateful Dead type of of band. Oh, which, they must have paid Lupe handsomely. I mean, let, right. There are a lot of people like, what's the connection? One of yeah. the people I was with, what's the, the connection between the Lupe and was said, it the white people that said that? Said, yeah. Was it the white boy that said that? Yeah, white boy said that. Why Lupe? I, I mean, and I know that, like, this is going to sound ridiculous, but but the, the amount of marijuana at, at oh. oh, my God. Dude, like, I'll be honest. Uh, we can talk. We can say we smoke weed on here, can't we? Occasionally, yeah. yeah, yeah. Occasionally. Uh, and it happened to be an occasion. Like, during the Lil Wayne concert, yeah, oh. had those pearled up right in the pocket, oh. ready to go. And people are looking at you, and you're like, what? Yeah, it's, no, it's, no, exactly. We're out here. Yeah. It was unneeded. So... So he so the first band goes whatever it, it was enjoy I like live music so whatever Love but him. Lupe gets up there and I've never seen Lupe perform I you know I know I I know his songs when I hear them I don't necessarily know that he did them but he was just fantastic. I mean, I, I love the show, and I'll be honest with you. Now, this is uh, this is okay. Not white boy fifty, but this is probably a fifty year old thing to say. I didn't, I did not know he did the song. The show goes on. Oh. I know that's horrible, but I knew the song very well. Yeah. I didn't know it was him doing yeah. the song, and it was just one of those great. Like every once in a while, you catch a vibe in a concert, a moment, a song, whatever it is that maybe you didn't expect. That song when he did that, everybody's smiling. Everybody having a good time, and I was just I was caught yeah. in the moment of that, you know, goosebumps, the everything about it. Like, and you can't you can't get those because the next day I'm putting the earbuds in That's and sad. I'm listening to the song, walking around beautiful Chicago, and I couldn't get yeah. the I couldn't get the feeling that I got. But it was just it was just a great, great and this this will blow you away. The last time I had that feeling was at a B bash when it mm. was marshmallow. Doing oh, um, that was recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm trying to think of the song. Um, oh man, what was it? Was it? Is it what is it, a female uh, singer? Da, 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 da. I want you to be the. Um, oh, oh, okay. oh, oh. Let me let me let me look up the song while you while you uh, was it happier? Yes, I got you. Thank you. I want you to be. Oh, happier. it was just the this cool like the whole place. You know what I mean? Like of all the songs and all the all the artists, Katy Perry was there. Mm-hmm. Like that was the moment. Like, and I couldn't. I've never been able to get it back. But that's the beauty of live. Music. Sidebar. Sidebar. Hit you it. know, Marshmallow wears the the hat and the helmet and everything. Yeah, like that. yeah. And I got a chance to interview once. Really? <laughs> and I like you as you're talking to Marshmallow. You literally are like, can you please just take off the damn thing? So I could just. This is weird. I'm talking to this head, and I know it's a part of your gimmick and stuff. But like, come on, bro. But it happens. oh man. It happens. Okay, so so anyway, take me to the point where you meet Lupe. Though. So hey, yeah. So this is beautiful. So. We decided to bust out of there after Lupe. Like I said, I didn't know the, the next band, yeah. and you know, it's like whatever. Let's go, let's go get some. Let's go get some grub. Weed. Oh, <laughs> no, no, all the food <laughs> yeah, after yeah. the weed. Right. So, so we just we're leaving, and then I see I see Lupe 
It's just in the parking lot. He left lot. too. He so left, Luke he, May left too. <laughs> yes, he was. He was out there. I'm sure he was going to probably go back. It was intermission time. Okay. So he's out there. He's got like a camera guy out there, and he's kind of doing some moves, a little dancing on the street. And there's probably about 12 of us across the street from where he was, and we're all just looking at him. We got our phones up. Yeah. And you know nobody's really making a move. And I see somebody that looked like somebody who might have been managing him. So I just I said to her, I said, I said, hey, Mark Grody with the score. I don't know why I said that, but oh, no, I no, did. That, that's validity. Okay. So I said, yeah, Mark Grody with the score. I said, can I go over there with one of my friend's sons at the time? Um, and she was like, yeah. She's like, yeah, go ahead. She's like, you know, she sized me up. She's like, go ahead. So I go, I go up to Lupe and, you know, and that, of course, the 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 other twelve people yeah, yeah, yeah. slowly you made it okay. followed yeah, yeah. me she- over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So so I said, hey, I, first of all, I said, I said, dude, great the show was unbelievable. And he was very gracious. Oh, thank you, man. Or, like it seemed like good dude. He acted like it it meant something to him. That great I said, guy. It seems no, yeah, no. Great. <laughs> great guy. Yeah, great guy. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it again. I'm calling people great guys, and I don't even know if he's a great guy. <laughs> Lupe came across as a great guy. Yeah. How about that? How about that? So, yeah, Lupe, I was like, hey, could, could we do uh, a photo? Is it cool with me and, the, and my boy Johnny here? And she was like, yeah, absolutely. So we line up, the three of us. I get my phone, and I'm doing, I'm holding the phone up. I'm doing the stuff. He's looking at the phone, and he's, like, kind of adjusting. He's like, and then finally he goes, come on, man. He goes, Let, let's be adults here. He's like, give it to, give it to your phone to one of these other guys, yeah. and then we'll do the picture. That's and he great. and the guy takes, like, 15 minutes. Lupe looks at it. He's like, all right. He's like, you get, he's like, is that cool? I was like, absolutely, man. That's and, an awesome story. Yeah, and he, he also acted like he knew what the score was. But he uh, does. Everybody he, knows. He might. He Everyone might. knows. If you're a Chicagoan, yeah, that's true. And you like follow at any point in your life, you've s- followed sports. You know, yeah. Scores. No, that's true. And he was he was shirtless in this photo. Like like you were saying with the hat, I kind of wished he would have put on the bull shirt that he was wearing during the concert. But these are things you think of as you Free walk away. Free the nipples. Away. That's what yeah. That's, that's what I. Yeah. Say. So I'll put the picture back up at some point in time. Follow him. Yeah, at Mark Grody Sports. At Mark Grody Sports. Um, I, you know what? I didn't take it as a still picture on Instagram. Tell you what, I will put it up on uh, after we get out of here. Okay. I will put it up on, or maybe I'll be able to do it even here in the next couple of seconds. I will put our photo with the seemingly wonderful Lupe Fiasco. And thank you, Lupe, if you're listening, man. I caught the vibe. That was the first. Uh, that was the first of his tour too. Ooh. Yeah. Right. Uh, we will wrap this whole thing up here till nine o'clock. Uh, right after this. It's Gabe Ramirez and White Boy 50. No, no, no. Just <laughs> That's playing. so demeaning. Why are you going to be like that? <laughs> Uncool, dude. Uncool. After everything tonight? Jesus. Hey, hey. You said it. Yeah, I did say it. Uh, you didn't catch the joke. All right. We'll be back at 670 what? to score. Stay up to date on the latest Chicago news with WBBM's All Local Podcast. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Hanging out with you guys for a few more minutes, and ladies, that is. That's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. Just hearing about his Lupe Fiasco story. You should have seen him in here doing uh, kickflips with a skateboard. He thinks oh, he's yeah, skateboard P now. I'm all Lupe. Kick, kick, push, and what? Coast. Coast. That's the best part. And coast. Kick, push. The picture is up at Mark Grody Sports. I'm not going to keep it up forever, but um, it's there. Well, maybe I will. Maybe I'll keep it up Lupe forever. Fiasco is a Chicago legend. You met a legend. Yeah. I mean, I want to be very clear. Lupe Fiasco, you know, when he first came on with Touch the Sky with Kanye West, mm-hmm. and you were hearing... Which he did his, at the show. Yep. yep. And when you, when you hear his lyrics, I mean, that, that's the thing about 
about Lupe is that he is a lyricist. Like oh. you listen to his word, you have to listen to his words. You have to pay attention. The show goes on. The show goes on. Those lyrics Beautifully, are heavy and like, beautiful. Just amazing. And I think you know he had that that one song, "Dumb It Down," where you know it was like you know I want to talk about this, but then everybody's telling him to dumb it down. It's a great song. Yeah. And and I think that right there was where he pivoted from like mainstream, hip hop, rap to just like hey, I'm com- I'm confident and comfortable in who I am. And I'll just put out my projects because this is what I really like. And I think that's what makes him legendary is that he had mainstream success, could have doubled down and made a couple of hit pop songs if he wanted to. But I think he just was true to himself and comfortable in his own space. Do you know, does he live in Chicago? Maybe not. He I does, know. because no. I remember uh, Six Figure Dilla, the Chicago historian, the TikTok historian that is on all these places. He went to Lupe's birthday party. And that was here. Okay, that was like at his condo. I'm not gonna. Like I don't blame Lupe if he lives half the year in some place really right. warm. Matter I mean, of fact, yeah. I don't know his real estate portfolio, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would assume he has a house somewhere else. Absolutely, but uh, I, I would if I was him. And you know, chance, to, uh, no joke, chance the rapper lives in in my neighborhood too. Yeah. And I did run into him at one point in time. I mean, you seems know, like a nice guy too. You got hella cred right now. I know. Okay. I know. This is uh, I feel you. Well, let me up. take my cred down. What um, I gotta after the show, I gotta. I got to take this suit home, this bag, and then I got a big radio box in the other room. Did you drive here tonight? I did. You need a ride? Yeah. Okay. Is that cool? Well, now that you say you're five days uh, without cursing. Yeah, five days without cursing. Yeah, that's right. I don't want to take you yeah. home anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest. I'm like, nah, bro. You're not, not, this is not fun anymore. This isn't the same. Yeah, I you gotta know, be you're honest. right. You're right. You're right. Well, you're in the same, you're in the same boat, it sounds to me. Got to lose so. some weight, guys. Big news dropping. I am your new host. For Hulu's live broadcasts of Lollapalooza. Oh, I didn't know you were going to reveal tonight. I mean, it's eight fifty-two. Not meant, you know. By the way, unbelievable! I, you just should have seen. Unbelievable! Leo, you should have seen Leo Stoddard's face when I unbelievable. said Unbelievable! Like, Damn. And he heard the number I threw around out there. Don't. I know, but don't. Say, right, don't sorry, repeat that do number, that dude. Yeah, I was in passing. Congratulations! I said it to Thank you backstage. You. My God, it? unbelievable! I, I just, it's so crazy because you know you can have a fun, exciting life in media. But there's always something that comes up that's just really cool. Like being the host of the Chicago Fire. Somebody was just talking. To, I had some friends that I graduated with from UIC that were at the game on Saturday, and they were like, "So how do you how do you like it?" And I'm just shooting the crap with them, and I'm like, "I got to be honest, guys. This is way cooler than I ever imagined." Like when I came in, I got. I'll be very honest, and I'll tell the Chicago Fire people that I came to get a check. Oh, thank you, Leo. It's a great, it's a great producer. Leo, this is what we do here. Thank you. Shout out to Chicago Fire. I'm done. Shout out to Chicago Fire. Shout Shout out to you, dude. This dude's going to superstar Lollapalooza. You know, talk a little sports, talk a little (sighs) pop culture. That's what I do. That's so, I mean, this guy. Got to thank our guest for today, Louis Vacare, David Hall. More like Louis Vuitton. Anthony Heron. Got to thank our producer, who's just absolutely phenomenal today, Leo Stoddard, doing everything on the fly. Great job today. But I'm in the club now. I'm in the club and I can't kick you out, right? We became a team. That's great. Thanks, Leo. Yeah, Leo, you did a great job, man. Thank and, you. And, of course, shout out to Mark Grody for hanging out three hours long, three hours strong. Right. I'll be back in the afternoon tomorrow. Make sure you check him out. You? You'll be with Parkins. I'll be with Parkins. No, I'll or be with Spiegel. Spiegel. excuse me. And you? I will be on the air tomorrow with Clay Harbor, 6 o'clock. Oh. So be Love hearing Clay Harbor. Love to hear his thoughts on everything. Bet MGM. Tonight, 
is up next. Mi gente, that means my people. Hasta la próxima. That means until next time, I am Gabe Ramirez. He is Mark Grody. And this is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Double G with the rock. To the rack. Yeah. Cut it. And a foul. Leo. Leo Stadahar, superstar. More like Leo Superstar. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.